Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. No, I'm not afraid of rising interest rates, and you shouldn't be either. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the STR Unfiltered podcast. I'm Bill Faith. You guys have been blowing me up, which is 100% cool. I love it. Blowing me up on Instagram DMs about, am I afraid of interest rates rising? No, I'm not afraid. I mean, and you shouldn't be either. You know, do I like it? Absolutely not. Does it suck? Yes. But you know what? At the end of the day, I am not making decisions on if I'm going to invest or not invest based on the interest rate alone. Does it have a factor in my decision-making? 100%. But here's the deal. If it was a 40% cash on cash at 5% and I have to pay 6.25% today and it still hits 30%, then I'm probably still going to do the deal. If I was at 30% at 6.25% a month down the road and I have to pay 7.5%, I may not do the deal. So you understand what I'm getting at? We still have to run our performance. We still need to build our financial models. And if the money works, then it works. Would it be better to have 4%? Yes. But I don't believe we are going to see 4% again in our lifetime. Unless we have some aberration, you know, that happens in the future. Uh, Do I believe that we'll potentially have a turnover in a few years and and we'll, we'll see some slowdown of inflation? We'll see some you know, kind of moderation in interest rates. Yes. I mean, we see these ebb and flows politically all the time. I hate it. I wish we could just have some consistency here. But look, I mean, what happened over COVID in 2021, 2022, I mean, that is uh, really 2020, 2021. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Look at that. The little bird is eaten. So I love doing these things outside, by the way. If it irritates you, I really don't give a shit. Actually, I do. I'm just kidding. Just trying to give you a little unfiltered there. Um, But I'm not doing this in a studio. Um, I love the outdoors, so most of this will be raw and unfiltered outside, hence the title of this podcast. But there's no chance, in my opinion. I'm not an economist. I just don't think we'll be buying short-term rentals as second homes at 3, 3 3.5%, 4% anytime soon. And we probably will never see it again in our lifetime. And a lot of people are scared, right? Because it's shock and awe this has come on so quickly. But if you really go back... And when I was buying my first homes, I'm 49 years old, in the early 2000s, um, you know, man, I mean, I remember 7 8% back then. You know, I'm a little bit younger, a little bit too young to remember the Jimmy Carter years in the late 70s and the early 80s. But, you know, if you do some research and look at when, you know, some people were in the 17 18%, you know, interest rates back then. Granite houses were a lot less and people kind of hold their hat on that. But we're also making a lot more money today as well. So here's the deal, folks. Every freaking property you buy, you have to run full-blown financial performance. It's not that hard. Purchase price, closing costs, then you get into renovation slash design slash upgrade costs, right? So if you buy a half a million dollar property, you put 20% down, that's 100 Gs, budget another 10,000 for closing, so you're at 110, 20,000 for you know, furnishings, whatever, you're at $130,000 in cash. Well, then we need to think about how fast can we recoup that cash. So when I'm talking 30% cash on cash, essentially I'm looking at two and a half to three years is how fast I want to get my cash back. And really it's 30 to 36 months. Um, If I can do that, then that's like the green flag for me. I'm ready to go. 
regardless of the interest rate. And, you know, if, if you were at the SVR Wealth Conference a few weeks back, you can see that, you know, Chris Ledwidge from the lender has a lot of different options. And, and I even did something uh, for the first time ever. I did a 40-year AM interest only uh, on a property and with a 10-year rate lock. There is no question that I will go in and, you know, do a refi within 10 years or sell. I mean, I don't typically own properties that long. And this was on a smaller one at 535000 bucks. And so, ding, 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 ding. You're, you're might be having the, the bell go off in your head, Bill. Why would you do a, a you know, an interest only? You're not going to be able to pay down the mortgage. Well, I'm disciplined enough to understand how I invest. So, if I look at when we look at amortization of a typical loan, it's typically about 18% goes to principal, depending on on the loan that you're doing. And nobody asks for an amortization schedule. Right, So if you really do ask your bank for an amortization schedule, look at it. They control it. And it, it starts off very, very slow. I don't want the bank controlling what I do with my fucking money. So what I do is I go in and I'll do interest only anytime that I can. But I'm disciplined enough on the back end to either reinvest that. Right, So look, if I don't pay down principal on a half a million dollar property... Right, and it stays the exact same price, but I can take that principal uh, that the bank would be doing. Let's say that it's you know a thousand dollars a month, so I have another twelve thousand to invest. If I can get twenty percent, thirty percent on that, you know we're talking three, four thousand dollars a year. So we need to look at how we would handle the money. It's not just to get a lower payment by any means. I don't always look at just the lowest payment. You know, I'm a relationship guy. I've got a great relationship with Chris Ludwig, but I've got other bankers that I use. Um, I'm looking for the best overall composition to make an, an asset purchase. And that's something that I think becomes really important. When you kind of view it that way and you, you actually invest time to run financial models on the front end to where you look at, like we we're like I was talking about previously, you look at the cost for the house. It's going to cost one hundred thirty thousand dollars to get into it. Then you look at what's my monthly mortgage. Am I, you know, escrowing my insurance, landscaping, cleaning fees, utilities, water? Uh, you know, just add up all of these different things: supplies, travel, permitting, taxes. There, you really only need about twenty or thirty line items. Then you can go in and see. Okay, well, look and look at. And one one of the things I love is I like looking at the air DNA pacing feature. So that way I can look six months back, six months into the future, and really figure out month by month. So that I can also am- really look and amortize what I believe my cash flow is going to look like as well. Because a lot of people aren't doing any type of cash flow analysis. They buy a property in, in March or April, and then they go through and they have a great summer, and they blow through their cash doing some renovations. Let's upgrade a couple of couches and some kitchen tile, and they spend their twenty or $25,000 in profit. Then it's slow in November, December, January, and February, and now they're cash poor again. That's a whole nother reason of why we want to, you know, really, we'll talk about that this another day, but actually have, you know, some fluidity in our portfolios and, you know, spread it around the country. I'm not a fan of everybody being in one market for a multitude of reasons. That's a, a topic for another podcast. But if you really go in and you run these financials that we're talking about and you look at the things through a financial lens, look at it as a true business investment, then the interest rates shouldn't scare you. Do we have to work a little bit harder around it? Yes. Do we need to find a little bit better deals? Yes. Is our money uh, not going as far as it did three or four months ago? Yes. But if we put in the work, 
we can still find rock solid deals even at six, six and a quarter, six and a half, six point seven five, even seven percent to where we can still get 30% cash on cash. Look, I don't want you to settle for anything less than 30% cash on cash. Don't care if it's the price of the house, the rehab cost, or the interest rate, whatever factors it is, when you put that perform and you get down to the cash on cash return and you see that percentage, if it's 24, you better think long and hard about it. If it's 33, that is definitely a go. Hit the green button and let's take off. I'll see you guys on the next episode of STR Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.